Though I'm pretty sure most people nowadays know what climate change is. If you don't, you probably have an IQ lower than room temperature. Climate change has been ravaging the Earth's ecosystem since the dawn of the Industrial Revolution, when major pollution first came into play. We began seeing the signs of climate change around the 1950s. Now we're facing an imminent climate change disaster due to the inaction in the late 20th century. Every year, there's deforestation of 100,000 square kilometers, sea levels rise 3.4 millimeters, 2,000 species go extinct, and 14 million tons of plastic is thrown into the ocean. In this modern day world, climate change is such a relevant issue, and many people want to live more sustainably and help save our planet. But the hard part is that the modern way of living is so unsustainable. Is there a way to keep our current lifestyles while stopping climate change? Yes, there is. Thankfully, there are numerous projects around the world that allow us to give back to the Earth. But the main problem that these projects share is funding. Developing sustainable products is much more expensive than using antiquated, unsustainable technology. Take, for example, what's easier, throwing away your trash all in one bin or sorting all your trash and taking the proper procedures so your trash can be recycled and composted? Obviously. Throwing all your trash in one bucket is easier. It's so easy to be lazy and not think about what happens to your trash after it's been thrown away. The same goes for these companies that use technologies and materials that are unsustainable. It's easier and more profitable to ignore the damage that our industrial waste is doing to the environment. But we have to take extra steps to do good for the environment. Not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Didn't JFK say something like that? Probably. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. I'm Shaylee. And this is Julian. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Reju Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> this season, we'll be talking about various renewable energy sources, their benefits, caveats, and applications. Today, we'll be talking about nuclear power plants. When people first hear about nuclear power plants, I think the first thing they think of is radiation. Events such as Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, and Hiroshima have twisted public perception of nuclear power into something that is feared. But what most people don't know is that nuclear power plants are actually very safe. Modern day nuclear power plants are engineered by the best of the best to be the safest of the safest and most efficient of the most efficient. Scientists and engineers designing nuclear power plants are cognizant of the dangers of uncontained radiation, hence why they put so much effort into making it safe. Nothing like what happens in Springfield. Don't. Nuclear energy generates more than half the country's carbon-free energy, and it is absolutely essential if we want to be absolutely carbon-free in energy, like zero carbon. Was it net zero carbon? Net zero carbon emissions. Yes, if we want net zero carbon emissions, we have to use nuclear energy because other options like wind turbines and solar panels all rely on certain environments to work. Like the wind turbines, you need certain weather, and solar panels only work during the day. Mm -hmm. And it has to be very sunny. Like, what about cloudy days? Got no yeah. energy. And globally, only about 17% of all energy is produced by nuclear power plants. But in nations like France, up to 75% of energy is made by nuclear power. According to the NEI, nuclear energy provides nearly 95% of New 95. Jersey's 
New Jersey's clean energy. So the Garden State, everybody. Congratulations. Yeah, so they, they it's 95% of New Jersey's clean energy. But the thing about these uh, numbers, actually, it's only talking about the new energy. Clean energy is not talking about <laughs> the total energy. Yeah, and it does bring the question, um, how much total energy nuclear power is actually, like, how much energy does one power plant give? Because if, if we want to use nuclear energy as a power source, it needs to give enough to sustain, you know, how much energy that city or population uses. So how much energy does one nuclear power plant give? Well, the smallest nuclear power plant in the U.S., that's the REG in the nuclear power plant in New York, is the smallest nuclear power plant in the United States. It has one reactor in an net summer electricity generating capacity of eight, five, 582 megawatts. The Prairie Island nuclear power plant in Minnesota has two reactors, each with a 520 megawatt net summer capacity. And like, to give context, like how much energy is that? That is... A lot of energy. According to research on Fizz.org, updated in 2008, November 12th, uh, a mini nuclear power plant can power 200,000 homes. The smallest nuclear power plant in the U.S. So you're, generates you're... 5 million megawatts a year of energy. That is a lot of energy. Yes, and that energy can power 200,000 or more homes. That's a lot of homes. So, we have been talking a lot about the amazingness of the power of n nuclear um, energy and how it is, you know, more reliable than like wind turbines and solar panels because nuclear power plants, they, they can be on day and night, no matter the weather, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, why are nuclear power plants safe now? Because I'm pretty sure people do recall, you know, exploding nuclear power plants and people are scared of radiation. If they use thorium, what is it? Thorium. Thorium. So the element thorium instead of uranium, that one is uh, very, very safe because you it's easier to control because it has element that it needs. Thorium needs a helper to get work done, yes. while uranium just does like so much work by itself. Mm -hmm. Now you may say, hey, I really don't want something to help it, it should do all of its work by itself. But no, the if it can get, control. yeah, if, it, if the uranium gets out of control, it's not going to stop. Mm -hmm. With thorium, take away the helper, it stops. No yes. problem. Imagine, imagine you have, uh, wait, wait, you, imagine you have uh, a machine that, that prints out stuff for you uh, all the time and it keeps on working. So, but you have one machine that needs to have this certain button pushed all the time to work while the other machine, it just keeps going, never ending stop. The problem with the, the second one is that it'll keep on going and eventually you'll have too much you don't have, like, let's say you only need 10 sheets of paper, after 10 it'll keep on printing. And maybe a printer sounds boring, but it's simple. 
That's very true. Now here's a better example. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a carnival ride which spins people around at a very high speed. Now, if it just did it by itself, someone's gonna get hurt. Someone's gonna like, you know, get off the ride in the middle of it, and that's not a good thing. So, modern carnival rides have what's called a dead man switch. So the ride operator has to have a button constantly held down in order for the ride to operate. If they remove their foot from the pedal, the ride will stop safely, and people can dis dismount the ride in an orderly fashion. Without the switch, it could be much more dangerous. But with this dead band switch, it's super safe. This is similar with thorium. Thorium needs something to keep it going. Take it away, I'll stop, no problem. Yes, so current research in science has shown we can make nuclear power plants safe. It's just not all of them are the safer alternative. But when we build new nuclear power plants, we, we know how to make it safe and better because we, we got that research now, you know? Of course, and this isn't to say that modern uranium-powered nuclear plants aren't safe. Matter of fact, they are very safe. The construction techniques used to build them make them really solid, even in earthquake-prone places like California they will stand up to the test of time. Cooling towers are made more efficient than ever. So, the um, uranium can cool down and stuff. In fact, it has been a very long time since the last nuclear power plant accident. The last one was in Fukushima, and that was in 2011. That was a while ago. Yeah, that it was, like was 11 years. Yes, 11 wow. years ago, and there has not been another one since. And the chances slim to none. According to uh, world-nuclear.org, the chance of accidents occurring in a nuclear plant is also very 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 low and is declining and you know probability of happening it's like every year there's new research procedures and being implemented to make nuclear power plants safer and thus making the chance of accidents very low so because the probability of accident happening is so low people should not worry so much of a nuclear power accident and you know the chances of like the radiation and all that because it's very low and it's it's more it's less likely to happen compared to say a car accident you're more likely to get in a car accident than your neighborhood nuclear power plant exploding and killing you all <laughs> Totally. If you live within 50 miles of a nuclear power plant, you're, you're only exposed to about 0 0.01 <laughs> millirem of nuclear radiation per year. Uh, that's like barely more than banana. A banana Bananas. exposes you to radiation? Bananas have higher than average lows of radiation. Wait, wait, bananas? Whoa, whoa, this is, this is life-changing <laughs> information here, sir. 
Let's see. Bananas expose you to... Yeah, 0.1 milliron. This is less than a banana, guys. Less than a banana. (laughs) It's exactly banana. Oh, it exposes you to the same amount of radiation as banana. Same thing (laughs) as eating a banana a day. No, what? That doesn't make any sense. It's the same thing as eating no. a banana a day. Oh, God. How is that true? Each, each banana. I just don't believe it. According to US EPA. And that's the US every, Environmental Protection Agency, like the big one. Every banana emits 0.01 oh, millirem of radiation. That's this, 0.1 microsieverts. And that is the same as how much radiation you're exposed to living what? Within 50 miles of a nuclear power plant. Crazy, guys. Crazy. That means that if you strap a banana to your head and pretend it's a telephone, that is literally just living within 50 miles of a nuclear power plant. Yeah. So if you live farther, you're exposed to less than what a banana exposes you. Yeah. Like, your local banana is doing more harm to you than your local power plant. If we're going to be honest here, we're, we're dying from literally everything in the world, okay? Everything's killing yeah. us. That's the truth. Right. According to synapse-energy.com, uh, 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 the average range for building a nuclear power plant is around $6 billion to $9 billion for um, a 1,100 milliwatt plant. And because it's, this costs so much, it's been how many years since the last uh, nuclear power plant built in the U.S.? The last nuclear power plant built in the U.S. was in 2016. And that was like four years ago? 2016 is 22. <laughs> Six. That's ill. That was <clears throat> eight years ago. Halfway between those, really. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Numbers are hard. Numbers are hard. <laughs> is this why they gave <clears throat> me a middle school test? <laughs> okay. Yes, the last nuclear power plant in the U.S. was built six years ago. But we have power plants in operation from 1969. Whew. And it's still running great. So these modern power plants will run for even longer. We might see them last 100 years or more. And nuclear power is cheap. One kilowatt of nuclear energy costs about 22 mils. That's not millions. One mil is one-tenth of a penny. So that's really cheap. Like for a kilowatt of energy, I mean, hey, look at your energy bill and just see how much you're being ripped off, really. So like 20 mils per kilowatt, you're paying more than that. I like that. You yeah. know, and this is why people, you know, it seems like just in general, uh, carbon free energy is cheaper. You know, mm-hmm. electric cars is cheaper mm-hmm. than the gas. Uh, the nuclear power is going to be cheaper than the other power. There are two basic types of nuclear energy reactors. And that is? You have your pressurized water reactors and your boiling water reactors. Most reactors in the United States are pressurized water reactors, so we'll focus on them. Pressurized water reactors work by having rods full of nuclear pellets, full of uranium or thorium. Thorium's better. Thorium rocks, yeah. (laughs) 
stuck into some water in the reactor vessel. This will heat up the water. And instead of boiling, we use a water, water pressurization device so that it will get real hot, but it won't boil, making it more efficient. Mm. This water spins around and goes through a heat exchange process to boil water, creating steam. This steam then spins a turbine, which is connected to a generator and creates electricity. Because of this, water is essential for cooling down the reaction. Without water, the reaction may get too hot, and this leads to a meltdown. How much water does a nuclear power plant need, like, per day? For it to keep cooling it to make sure it doesn't melt down? Nuclear power plants can use up to 1 billion gallons of water every day. Oh my, that's, that's a lot. Uh, yes, now, for context, you would need less than a gallon of water. So, 8 billion gallons of water and 1 billion gallons of water that means that eight huge nuclear power plants is enough water for everyone and more like in california about only 108 gallons of water is used per day in the average household (laughs) but while nuclear power plant uses billions of water well once it evaporates it doesn't always go into the air i mean it does sometimes but most nuclear power plants will cool down the water, so most of it can be reclaimed. Oh, the water cools down? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait, actually, are they just cycling, like, the millions of gallons of water, just cycling it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Water is eventually recycled through nuclear power plants. This water isn't going away. It does get reused. But... You know, just have to cool down before you can be reused. So, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw a video once where you can go to a nuclear power plant and just swim in the water. Because it's not radiated because it never actually touches the water in the reactor. It's just used to cool down. Yeah, but you can go like a cool hot spring but if, of nuclear power. If, if, if you're exposed to radiation, what, 50 miles away, aren't you exposed to radiation? Like literally inside the power plant. Well, this is why most nuclear power plants use a heat exchange system, where the water that circulates around the reactor is different than the water gets turned into steam. Mm. And then, if you have a container, can't you catch the steam and you just keep reusing the same water? Yeah, why not? So then, technically, that millions and millions of gallons of water... It's not going to waste. You just need to put it in, and then, what, after years and years, it's, what, the same millions and millions of gallons of water that you've been using? So, the next time we look into the sky, that may have been a cloud generated by a nuclear power plant. Really? No. No, no. I, think, I thought you'd think they don't release... They don't. If, if it's contained, then... But it might have been... No, they keep reusing the same water. It can't yeah. leave. It's not, like, reused. It's, like, an open system. Oh, it's open? Well, okay. Well, the water gets cooled down in the cooling tower. So, is that why it has, like, steam coming out of it? Mm-hmm. Oh. So this is why nuclear power plants have steam coming out of it. <clears throat> now that we said all this research about nuclear power, uh, Julian, what is your thoughts on nuclear power? I'm a big fan of nuclear energy. You know, all, all renewable energy sources are great, but a lot of them have disadvantages. Solar only works during the day. Wind power takes up a lot of room. Nuclear power, what's the catch? 
Well, yeah, it needs a lot of water to cool it down, and it does come with this very small risk of uh, melting down and kind of killing everybody. In the also, it exposes to you to a banana or amount of radiation every day, so it's kind of a little deadly there. Admittedly, <laughs> nuclear energy does have some downsides, but if you're near a reservoir with lots of water or a lake. You know, that's a good opportunity for nuclear energy. Coupled with hydropower, it's even bigger efficiency boost. Before this, all I knew about nuclear energy was that there was, like, you know, the chance of accidents happening, that it is a clean source of energy and it produces a lot of energy. I didn't know that the nuclear power plants are actually pretty safe. Thank you for listening to the Reju Podcast. Tune in next time for when we talk about solar energy. Stay safe. Bye. <laughs>